Hello, and welcome to Core Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Kova. I'm Kikita Kaori. And today we're going to be talking mostly about the lying shadow or the lying darkness in our series on enemies of the empire but we do have a little bit of news before we do that we have some news on writ of the wild which is the next big source book to come out well technically medium-sized source book uh this is going to be about wilderness about the dragon clan and some non-human options for your game looking forward to that and it's looking to be late second quarter or early third quarter. And we learned about that on February 14th. Right. It's been delayed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like like everything in the entire world. It's been delayed. It will have a companion adventure. So we know that much. Because there was some uncertainty about whether or not there would be adventure, an adventure that goes with it. The same way that the various other source books have had. Like Shadowlands had Mask of the Oni and, and, and so on. So that will be happening. Also, the first couple chapters of Great Clans of Rokugan 2, which has the Lion Clan novella, Death Seeker, is, are available on the Aconite website, free for you to check out and uh, see if you like that. So we'll have a link for that in our show notes. It's not much news, but we'll take what we can get. We, we can, yeah. So that's that's the second collection of the novellas for the various clans including one new one so that's what that's if if you um aren't quite clear on what great clans of rock again 2 is that's what that is but anyway we wanted to come here and and talk about the lying darkness which is a, a different kind of enemy to the samurai of the empire than the Shadowlands, which we have talked about before, and and Fulang, and all of all of that that we we previously addressed, it too has some origins in Japanese folklore, but we will get to that in a little bit. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd start by talking about where this thing supposedly comes from, because there's two different stories of its origins, and we should be clear that. In 5th edition, there are pieces of 5th edition that allude to this kind of thing, but it isn't spelled out at all for 5th edition. So this is kind of pulling from 1st through 4th edition, old old L5R, into the 5th edition world with FFG, and they may change all of this. But we'll go with what they have right now. The first of the stories of its origin is that the lying darkness came from the nothing that existed, the void that existed before the beginning of everything, before creation. That void became aware, and as it became aware, it experienced the the three great sins of, of Rokugan, uh, and the universe was born out of those sins. First, it felt a fear of loneliness because it was alone in all of everything that was. And that created one third of creation. Then it had 
the desire for companionship, and desire is the second great sin, and that created another third of creation. Then it came to regret what it had created, it came to regret that it caused more than itself to come into being, and regret is the third great sin, and made the last third of creation. And these three thirds became the three nameless gods, and they gave their name, they are nameless because they gave their name to their creations, Lord Moon and Lady Sun, who went on to name everything, uh, thus destroying the void of the nothing, but the nothing itself or the core of the nothing hid from them and seeks forever to destroy that which it had accidentally created. So that is one origin story for this. But it's not the only one. No. In the other story, Lord Moon and Lady Sun go throughout the universe naming everything. And Lord Moon is jealous over Lady Sun. And so when he finds a small piece of the nothing that existed before everything, and she hadn't seen it, he prevented it being named and kept it hidden from her. And it was that nothing born of that jealousy that becomes the lying darkness. So what is the lying darkness? I think the best thing is this idea of void or noality. It is a horror concept for your games or, or for the world because bad guys like horror. <laughs> In Elfheimer lore, it's always had really obscure motivations, but it is nothing. It's the loss of identity Loss of humanity, loss of will, personified, especially that loss of identity, that loss of your name, which is your identity. You're not giving your name to something else. It's, it's being lost completely, the loss of self. And some people link it to the element of void. And I'm not sure that's quite accurate because I think the nothing, the lying darkness... And this is one of those, it starts getting really weird and philosophical in the same way when you start talking about quantum mechanics and it's like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of the quantum mechanics of Rokugan's kind of metaphysics. The nothing is even less than the void is because the void is nothing, but it's also everything. And so it's, it's very strange and difficult to talk about and difficult to understand. And that is another thing that makes the lying darkness scary because it is so difficult to understand whereas the shadowlands the shadowlands want to corrupt and take over and destroy everything they don't like we kind of understand that you know fooling wants to rule everything that's that's a that's a understandable motivation we understand what that is whereas the lying darkness is really beyond understanding which is you know and it, and it wants to kind of unmake things and what does that even mean you know you watch the things around you losing their individuality their identity their self and you don't really understand why it's happening now there's different horror tropes that are involved the you know like we're, we're used to gore horror, body horror, you know, with associated with the Shadowlands, for sure. We've got monster horror, those kinds of things. The style of horror 
that the lying darkness tends to work in games and stories and it is a, a style of it's sometimes called automata or robot horror it's not necessarily really about robots it's the horror or of losing or replacing individual yourself or other individuals you know and care about with this faceless inhuman collective some very common examples of this kind of horror are things like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that, that movie, or The Borg from Star Trek. The Borg are like the quintessential example of this kind of horror. When you have this kind of horror, understanding the motivations of the thing that is replacing you know, the people you care about or you is part of the horror. You don't understand it. It doesn't make sense at all. So it, it's not meant to be something where we could say, this is the agenda of the lying darkness. You, you don't know. Sometimes in stories, they do go back to, oh, they want to destroy everything. But usually within a specific story, it's like an unknowable part of the agenda. Exactly. When, when the actual day-to-day -day or moment-to-moment, -moment, what are they trying to achieve right this second? that can be very difficult to understand. And that makes the enemy unpredictable and strange. So what inspires this? Well, the inspiration from Japanese folklore is in Japanese yokai. There is a kind of yokai called the noparabo, or faceless monk. And faceless monks are not particularly harmful yokai, but they love terrifying people. So they will look like a normal person and you walk up to them and they'll turn around and they have no face. Eyes, nose, or mouth are kind of all disappeared into a smooth egg-like appearance. And when they want to up the ante and make you even more scared, then you will run home to your wife to tell her, oh my gosh, I saw this monk and he had no face. And your wife will turn and look at you and she will smile and say, oh, me too. And then her face will disappear. And that's the horror story. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the horror story of the Noparabu. So they like that. But not as much as I like the related yokai. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard about this. And when, when, when Carrie was kind of like, right, we're going to, this is, this is what we're doing today. And she mentioned this thing and went, Wait, I, I thought we were doing Lying Darkness. It's like, no, no, it's related. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Shirim yokai is another yokai that looks the same as the Noparabu. You would see a person walking down the street, and that person would have no face. It would be eyeless and without mouth or anything. It would look the same as what we've described as, as the Noparabu. However, when you meet him, instead of turning around and scaring you with his lack of face, he will turn around, face you backside, and lift up his kimono and show you his butthole, which is replaced with an eye that looks at you and... That will definitely make you run away or laugh. One or the other. Uh, it has the same agenda. All it is about is scaring you, but it was too hilarious. So I, I couldn't not include it. 
you could have the lying darkness in your campaign run into one of these people and then find out it's just a shirimi anyway, and it's a butt eye yokai, and um, you should just leave it alone, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, everyone should immediately go to yorkai.com and look up the Shirime because the illustration on that page is hilarious. Now, the next step we want to look at is how does the lying darkness operate? How does it attack? How does it terrify people? The agents of the lying darkness are often associated with ninja or shinobi. They often have the, the classic supernatural ninja powers where they can vanish and vanish to puff smoke and suddenly teleport from one place to another and disappear into shadows and walk the walls and all that kind of scary stuff. What they will often do is kidnap or otherwise subvert an individual and return them to a place where they can sow discord and confusion or with a shape changer that looks like them or possibly both or it's a bit confusing and you're not sure, as is often the case with the lying darkness. And sometimes they return and they don't do anything for years and years and years and years. Because what the shadow wants to do is mysterious and strange. And they may not even know that they've been replaced. They might not know that they've been changed until something happens and whatever mysterious purpose they were intended for, they now suddenly now was the time. So it can be very, very strange and, and, and scary in that way. If someone is fully lost to the shadow, they lose their face entirely. That's that's one of the things that is very distinctive. So they, they don't have an eye, they don't have eyes or nose or mouth. It's all just disappearing into this smooth, egg-like appearance. Right. So when an agent of the lying darkness has been revealed, they usually will disappear. They'll, they'll just, you, you capture them, then they'll be gone. You'll never find them again. It's, it's not something where people can dissect the corpse or anything like that. Not the they would, but you know, sometimes you have an enthusiastic coony. There is really no hope of restoring an agent who has been fully lost. Their identity is completely gone. Now, you could have people potentially that are only partially lost that might be able to be saved in some fashion, but once you're gone, you're gone. Some intermediary stages of that loss of identity would be things like losing your memories, losing contact with the ancestors. An area could be assumed by the lying darkness. That would mean being lost, having records about that place or that thing disappearing. A person or a place embroiled or being lost to the lying darkness would have time skips where you don't know what happened. <laughs> there was this blank period. Uh, it's all about just losing, losing the self. And, and of course, if they've been re completely replaced by someone else or something else, well, that's going to look a lot like someone who's lost some of their memories, isn't it? And so, again, it's all that ambiguity, that not, not being quite sure. 
Now, one of the stories, uh, probably the first story that uh, was in old 5R and we know has been moved over to to new 5R related to the lying darkness is the story of Doji Niube. She was the wife of Isawa Ujina. On her way to her wedding to Isawa Ujina, who was the master of Void, she was captured by the lying darkness, basically disappeared along the way. And Isawa Ujina and an old 5R, Kitsuki Kagi, managed to find her and rescue her. However, when she was returned, she was likely either made into an agent of the lying darkness or replaced by, and what they had found was a, a replacement agent of the lying darkness. And she lived with Isawa Ujina for years, for a long time. And his master, who was the master of the void at that time, would never recognize her, never speak to her. So when he would come over, he would just like ignore her completely. And when Ujina asked him why he did that, he said he didn't recognize her. So this went on until she became pregnant and gave birth to a child who was Isawa Kaide. And this child was captured by the lying darkness. But Ujina realized when the child did not cry after that they were born that something was wrong, that the lying darkness had, not that he really understood what it was. And he went to confront his wife. And then his wife did the no face <laughs> thing and disappeared out the window. And uh, Kaide's eyes cleared and she started to cry uh, and she became a normal, normal baby. Uh, insofar as you could say, Asawa Kaide is a normal baby. And at that point, his master said, you have seen past the last lie. And Ujina became the master of void. Though Niube, the lying darkness agent did cripple him very badly in in the old 5R story before she left. Anyway, that's the story of Niube. That's the original one. But it became a huge story element that probably wouldn't be repeated in anything new because it was weird and strange. But for your stories, weird and strange works for The Lying Darkness. One of the most common associations with The Lying Darkness is with Scorpion Shinobi, uh, especially the uh, Shosuro, they, I think this was originally way back when, it was just they had a cool magic thing that no one else had, which were shadow brands. But, and, and I'm reasonably certain that, that no one was really thinking beyond they have cool shadow magic. But this became associated with the lying darkness. And therefore, people who had the shadow brands, yeah, that became an issue. And it, this became the story that Shosuro, who was one of the seven thunders, well, it kind of depends. There have been a couple of different stories. When she came back, on her way back from the Shadowlands, and she was dying after fighting Fuleng, the Lying Darkness made a deal with her, and that enabled her to survive to get back with the Black Scrolls. Some stories say that she was a part of the lying darkness right from the beginning and i'm not, I'm not sure which one is, well, i don't know if any of this is canon at the minute 
I don't know. I don't know which was canon by the end of fourth ed. And Shosaro ended up eventually entombed in crystal after the shadow began to overcome her. And she ended up in Dragonlands, if I remember. Yeah, the lying darkness can be harmed or contained by crystal and to a lesser degree light. But crystal is kind of like the jade against <laughs> the lying darkness. And, and this is this is capital this is capital C crystal. This is some special sort of crystal, not just any randomly chosen one. It's it's a special sort, and you can shine light through it, and that can hurt and reveal, I think, things to do with the lying darkness. If you're going to entomb someone, you're going to preserve someone so that maybe they can be cured in the future. Putting them in crystal is is the way to go. Shadowbrands, now we do know Shadowbrands exist in 5th Ed, and we've seen the effects of what happens to someone using a Shadowbrand sacrifices parts of yourself, parts of your identity, and that allows you to do supernatural shinobi abilities like teleporting from shadow to another, assuming the likeness of someone else, that sort of thing. Dreams of Shadow by D.G. Laderoot has the story of Asawa Ujina and a Shoshoro Shinobi and basically talks about the shadow brands and that sort of thing. We, we get their perspective as they are losing part of their identity. And it, you know, it isn't actually saying the lying darkness actually exists as it did in old 5R and shadow brands are the lying darkness. But it certainly would fit if that's what it is. It really fits like that. So the shadow brands certainly seem very lying darknessy, and you lose parts of your identity the more you use them. And that's the key thing: is losing identity. Even if we don't know what you're losing identity to in fifth edition, it's still loss of identity. So it's still a bit open at the moment, but it certainly does fit. There also seems to be more of a connection with Void and the Nothing, because the way the Master of Void interacts with all of this does seem like there's a connection. But again, that is to be confirmed and to be more detailed later, one hopes. I mean, it could be as straightforward as Elemental Masters of the Void have power over the lying darkness and therefore the lying darkness has the agenda of wanting to control or influence the master of void and work it that way yeah because because if the void is everything and nothing then the nothing is against everything and so someone who has control over everything and nothing that sounds like a threat in, in as much as we understand the motivations of the lying darkness you know Right. And and it being mysterious is part of it. Now, the Scorpion Clan novella Whispers of Shadow and Steel by Murray Murdoch has shadow brands, has this sense of the influence of this loss of identity. So those are the two places it shows up in 5e. Dreams of Shadow by D.T. Lederoot and Whispers of Shadow and Steel, the Scorpion novella by Murray Murdoch. They're the mentions we have at the moment of shadow brands and thus probably the Lying Darkness at the moment in 5th edition. So we, we haven't made a bunch of uh, adventure hooks for the Lying Darkness. We may come back and make adventure hooks for a, in a different episode. But things where you have 
and a Shinkin in your party might attract the interest of the Lying Darkness, or you're interacting with an Ashinkin in some lands. A Scorpion Shinobi kind of plot could have one, any kind of doppelganger plot where you have some important person replaced by somebody else who acts differently. They, they can be pretty scary stories. Hopefully that at least gave you some ideas and some information about them if you are interested in using them. And if you have ideas, please feel free to come share them with us. We would love to hear what your ideas were too. I think we would have to know a little bit more about how The Lying Darkness is positioned in the current edition of the game and the background before we could really give good, solid plot hooks because at the moment, it, it, it's a bit up in the air. So, you know, we might have to make some stuff up. But I think I think we've discussed quite a bit of it. So I think you would be able to come up with your own ideas as well. Anyway, that's it. We wanted to give a shout out to our sister podcast, Fortune on Strife, who is on hiatus. But that's our affiliated actual play podcast. And our friends at D20 Radio. Also, we wanted to give a shout out to our Patreons. All of you are wonderful. Those who have hung with us through this drought of L5R material, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Our content is funded by that Patreon. They pay for our editing costs and our website, where you can store and see longer-term information, summaries of our podcast, RPGs, tools, and more. For our Patreons, we will do our best. We have come up at Adventure Seeds. You have early access to our AP podcast. We haven't got much right now because especially with our AP podcast down, but we do have our chat in Discord and we would be very happy to talk to you as well and yeah, anything we can think of. Online, you can find us at our website, courtgamespod.com. On Twitter, we are twitter.com slash courtgamespod. And for our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash courtgames. But that is it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I have been Korva, and until we meet again, keep your jade handy. Roll.